It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. I'm Guy Benson. We're back. GuyBensonShow.com, our website. Thanks for tuning in. We are joined now in our New York studios by Jesse Waters, co-host of The Five, host of Waters World, every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. His book is How I Saved the World, a New York Times number one bestseller. Jesse, welcome back. Happy almost Thanksgiving to you. Thanks, Guy. You know, the only reason I agreed to do the show was because I thought I was going to be able to be in studio with you. Guy, the, well, I'm, I, I only I only said I'd do it because I thought I would be with you, and now I'm not with you, and, you know, this sucks. Are you going to walk out? <laughs> Can we do the interview anyway? Fine. Under protest. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, duly noted. This is under duress, and he's not happy, but we're going to move forward anyway. I want to start with some of this Rittenhouse stuff. Kyle Rittenhouse appeared with Tucker Carlson last night. They really talked about a whole range of issues In Cut 5, Rittenhouse reacted to Joe Biden, the president, whose campaign had portrayed Rittenhouse as a white supremacist. Here's what the freshly acquitted Rittenhouse had to say with Tucker. Listen. Mr. President, if I could say one thing to you, I would urge you to go back and watch the trial and understand the facts before you make a statement. That's not a small thing to be called that. No, it's... It's actual malice defaming my character for him to say something like that. Actual malice is the legal standard for a defamation lawsuit to succeed in the case involving a public figure. So I think that phrase, actual malice, that didn't come out of nowhere. My guess is uh, Kyle's having some conversations with some lawyers. And in fact, he said that's precisely what's happening in cut seven. I have really good lawyers who are taking care of that right now. Um, so I'm hoping one day there will be some there will be accountability for their actions that they did. OK, so you're you're intent on not you're not going to let that go. Uh, like I said, really good lawyers are handling yeah. that. So he had some really terrible lawyers at first, including that nut Lynn Wood, who he revealed treated him horribly. And then he got much better lawyers. He has gotten not guilty verdicts across the board. And now it sounds like he is entertaining the idea of defamation lawsuits against some people. Jesse, your reaction to the interview last night? Hunter Biden might have to sell some more paintings because Joe might have to pony up some dough. He's a legit lawsuit. He was slandered with malice, I would add, because you can't call someone a white supremacist with no evidence. Obviously, the facts were out there at the time when Biden said that. The video was out when Biden said that. So that was reckless disregard for the truth and defamed this kid who now his defense lawyer says he's going to probably have to change his name. And he's going to Arizona State next year. Good luck with that. You know, to some he'll be a hero, but other people are going to want to knock his head off. So I don't see how he can go through life after this ever again. It's interesting that a a black militant sex offender with a felonious 
record mowed down, you know, at least 55 white people at a Christmas parade. And Joe Biden said he wanted to make sure the facts came out before he said anything. Yet two days after the incident in Kenosha happened, Joe Biden slandered Kyle Rittenhouse as a white supremacist murderer. So obviously, Guy, you know how the left rolls. If, if there's someone that's innocent of a certain color that they can exploit to pursue their radical agenda, they will. They don't care about the truth. They care about their plot line. But if something happens that kind of goes against the grain, they'll bury it. And that's why you don't even hear a lot from Joe Biden, Kamala, or the mainstream media about the situation. Well, they'll just it was they'll make up a narrative, right? The narrative is set in advance, and they'll make up facts, quote unquote, to fit it, even if it doesn't apply. For example, the racial component of the Rittenhouse shooting, which was just all white people, but they decided it was racial, which is why so many folks out there, including many journalists, apparently believe that there were black people who were shot. I mean, that's how deep. The misinformation runs on this story. We talked about it on the show yesterday in particular. And actually, Jesse, since you brought up the media and sort of these these plot lines that they establish well in advance, I have gotten now two in the last 24 hours, two text messages from left leaning friends who are genuinely surprised and confused about their preferred news organizations, basically memory holing. What happened already, what happened in Waukesha on Sunday at the Christmas parade. Yeah. These are these are left leaning. One guy's very left. One guy is, I'd say, left of center. And these are, you know, CNN, New York Times, those types of people. And they're saying there were five people killed. There's, you know, kids in critical condition, dozens of victims. And it was a huge thing Sunday night with scant details on Twitter. And it is not completely gone, but it has been really pushed away and downplayed as a national news story. Now it's kind of like a local, a local curiosity to these news organizations. And I just had to almost say, you sweet, naive children, like, <laughs> yeah. I love you guys, but this is what they do. If the, and I, I hate saying this, but I think it's indisputable. If the driver of that SUV had been white or had been, been using a gun, right? A different weapon, different race, different narrative. This would be absolutely wall to wall. And we'd be having a massive national screaming fest about all sorts of you know, flaws and systemic racism and all this stuff. And I think people were chomping at the bit for that. And then it turned out that it didn't quite work the way they wanted it to. And it has been maybe not fully memory hold, but the level of coverage has dropped off so obviously, so brazenly, so precipitously that even my left-leaning friends are like, wow, this is sort of wild. It would be, if you reverse the races, a mass casualty hate crime attack uh, at a Christmas parade. And you'd see this perpetrator's face everywhere. You'd see it on magazines. You'd see it on CNN and MSNBC. The nightly news would be leading with this Day after day after day. We're not going to see this guy's mugshot guy. We're not going to hear about his social media posts. It's interesting that all of a sudden after he was arrested, his Facebook page was taken down. Now, I highly doubt he had an iPhone inside the, the jail and he deactivated his Facebook account. I, I highly doubt that he did that. It was done for him. 
And I got some screen grabs from it. And this guy's traffics in anti-capitalism, anti-white, anti-police content. I think I saw some anti-Semitism stuff in there too. There's some wild conspiracy, anti-Semitism, Hitler garbage that's chocked full of in there. there you know, it's almost like someone could, you know, create the perfect storm of a a, a black supremacist, drug-addled, uh, sex offender at large, felony warrant out of Nevada, got his uh, 15-year-old girl pregnant while he was pimping her at large. And you can't make this stuff up. And he's out on low bail because some very low bail after DA, hitting, yeah, after hitting someone his else girlfriend with, with another vehicle. So this dopey DA lets him out because he's soft on crime and he wants to empty the prisons and it's kumbaya time. And and so this guy's just like a revolving door, puts him back out on the street, and now you know women and children and the elderly uh, are being pieced back together at the hospital. So this is a story that wouldn't go away for, for months, possibly. I mean, if this was – you reverse the races, this would be another January 6th. Well, it's Charlottesville. This would be Charlottesville. Up. I mean, one person was driven over by a car in Charlottesville. You have five dead here, 48 injured, and you, they've memory-holed it, as, as you've rightly pointed out. And again, it's it's coming from my left-leaning friends. When, when it's that obvious or it's that bl- so flagrant – and blatant that even their own side is like, wow, that was a very quick heel turn. They did kind of the same thing on Steve Scalise and, and that shooting, right? Well, yeah, it's also it different. Like, it's also similar to what's happened with Rittenhouse because you've seen that people that watch the trial live because Fox aired it in full, and even CNN and MSNBC aired large chunks of it. And the people, even my mother and you know people on the other side of the aisle, would see, you know, maybe this guy's not the Klansman, the killer Klansman that he was portrayed. This guy seems like he's genuinely heartbroken over what happened. He broke down emotionally on the stand, and the prosecution's getting their butts kicked by this judge for prosecutorial misconduct almost every single day of the last week of the trial. And and then you see him go on Tucker. This kid seems open-minded. He seems like he's putting his thoughts together, like he's thought this thing through. Um, Janine said last night on the five, something that really struck me. He went from being a boy to a man this year. And you look at a kid like this and you think, you know, he went there to take down graffiti, went to Kenosha to help out medically and put some fires out because, you know, he worked there. His father lived there. He didn't want these businesses burned down. And then he said, you know, he supported the, the idea behind the black lives matter movement. He wants black Americans, men and women, to have the equal justice that they deserve in the United States of America. And he, he was concerned of the fact that other black Americans that may have been railroaded by rogue prosecutors without the means that he had, remember he was able to raise a lot of money and get some nice right. lawyers, would have been just hosed and, and yeah, he locked about up that. and thrown away the key. And and that was the kind of really just smart, balanced thinking that everybody agrees with. You agree with that. I agree with that. Everybody agrees with that. And it, it just has really shocked the conscience of the country to see the deceit that's perpetrated through the mainstream media. Yeah, and also some of the culture warriors in pop culture. So Stephen Colbert, who's got his late night show on CBS, he did a monologue. And I mean, so many of these shows now are just like, 
political lectures. Like you find the humor in this. I, I I defy you to do so. He came out and talked about the Rittenhouse verdict. There was some sort of half-assed booing from the crowd about the verdict. I guess they wanted uh, you know guilty verdicts. They didn't get it because that's not what the facts of the case would dictate. But they're mad about it because you know it's a tribal thing at this point. And Colbert says. If this was legal for him to do what he did, then we have to change the laws. And they all cheered like, you know, trained seals. Cut 32. Let's listen. Big news on Friday was that after being accused of crossing state lines, killing two people and wounding another last year during a Black Lives Matter protest, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted on all counts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cards on the table. I'm not a legal expert. So I can't tell you whether or not Kyle Rittenhouse broke the law. But I can tell you this. If he didn't break the law, we should change the law. Yeah, he's not. Some deep analysis there, Jesse. Not not a legal expert. And there's no way he watched the trial himself. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. Gutfeld said something interesting the other day, which he he never does. But it it, it piqued my interest. He said, you know, (laughs) a lot of people on the left, like Joy, say this thing theoretically. Well, this if if Kyle was black, this never would have happened. And I thought to myself, okay, let's let's create a scenario. So black militants are burning down a neighborhood, let's just say in Brooklyn, right? They're burning it down. They're burning down cars, they're looting, they're 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 assaulting people, store owners. And 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 a black Kyle Rittenhouse goes out because one of the small business owners, black small business owner, called him there to protect the property. And Kyle goes out and uh, black Kyle has a gun and 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 people start and, and black uh, protesters start assaulting black Kyle. And the same thing happens that we see on video. Everything is on video. Perpetrators are black, black Kyle and, and black Kyle shoots these people in self-defense and is able to raise a lot of money to defend himself. And the trial is national and it, and it is streamed and people see it. I would I, I would bet. I would bet $10,000 that a black Kyle Rittenhouse defending himself in the same way against uh, black perpetrators in the same context would have been found not guilty. And you and me and every fair-minded person in the country would have said, good. If you are under attack like that and you have to use self-defense in order to save your life, good. We want self-defense preserved in the court system in this country. So to, to say that if Kyle was black, it never would have gone that way. Of course it would have gone that way. And we would have been thrilled. The judicial system would have been able to see that without black or white in there, just as a pure self-defense case. As a number of juries have in recent months. Yes. Uh, with black defendants who use successfully a self-defense defense. And that's what the jury also saw in Wisconsin. Look, uh, Jesse, I want to lighten things up a little bit and talk a bit about Thanksgiving and wish you a very happy Thanksgiving courtesy of MSNBC and Jayasi (laughs) Ross, who has some thoughts about Thanksgiving as we all prepare to gather and eat with friends and family. Let's share this warm moment together. Cut 30. 
Instead of bringing stuffing and biscuits, those settlers brought genocide and violence. <laughs> that genocide and violence is still on the menu as state-sponsored violence against Native and Black Americans is commonplace. And violent, private white supremacy is celebrated and subsidized. From Stonechild Chief Stick to Mike Brown to Renee Davis to Breonna Taylor to Eric Gardner, Indigenous and Black people are still being murdered by those paid to protect us. From Ahmaud Arbery to Trayvon Martin, white Americans are still killing Native and Black Americans with no fear of reprisal. They brought chattel slavery to Africans and Native people. That still happens through the prison industrial complex that imprisons the descendants of enslaved Africans and Natives at far disparate numbers. That is the reality of Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Jesse. Yeah, please pass the mashed potatoes guy. This guy, who runs... NBC is it Comcast? They control Brian Roberts, the C- CEO of Comcast. They got to let some of these people go. I don't see how anybody wants to turn on TV and watch that before the holidays. That's disgusting. And it's also factually inaccurate. The, the, the settlers did not bring slavery to, to blacks. Slavery has been around since the beginning of time. It's been around in all continents. The, the Native Americans held slaves the aztecs and the incas had slaves there were slaves also within the african continent and more modern uh in the more modern context comparing what happened with michael brown to brianna taylor i mean these are not even remotely close to the same but they're just thrown yeah, in there it, into that jeremiah I mean, my only disagreement jesse is yes. i think some people do want to watch this they do want to see this apparently they tune into msnbc where they get it mainlined and cnn is like kind of trying to play catch up and failing uh, it's it's sort of depressing that there is an appetite there, that there's an appetite for this, and it's also depressing that we're up on a break. And I have to take it, Jesse Waters, because <laughs> we could keep going. I wish we could, Jesse Waters of the Five and Waters World. In all sincerity, thanks for joining us. Sorry we're not in the studio together this time, but have a great Thanksgiving. We'll do it next time. Happy Thanksgiving, guy. Jesse Waters on the Guy Benson Show. We'll be right back. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at BrianKilmeadeShow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.